This week on Low Earth Orbit, we review Snowpiercer. This chaos. This is your world. The train saved humanity. The engine lasts forever. Eternal order flows from the sacred engine. We must occupy our preordained position. Those bastards in the front think they own us. We'll be different when we get there. What do you say? We take the engine and we control the world. We're going to the front. Open the gate. We know you well, Mr. Curtis. We've been watching you. This is your destiny. Welcome to Low Earth Orbit, episode 48. I'm Steve Merman. I'm Justin Voss. I'm Scott Stevenson. And on this episode of Low Earth Orbit, we're going to review Snowpiercer. So Snowpiercer is a movie that just came out. Uh, It's in theaters now. It's also available on iTunes for rental. And it's uh, directed by uh, Korean director Bong Joo-ho. It's his first English language film. It was also written by uh, Bong Joo-ho and Kelly Masterson. And it stars uh, Chris Evans, King, Hu Song, Tilda Swinton, Ed Harris, and John Hurt. And the sort of the basic plot synopsis, it's, it's hard to give a basic plot synopsis, <laughs> um, is that, you know, in the future, uh, well, it's not really the future, it's actually like the present, because the, the film is based on a graphic novel that was written in the 80s, and so at the time, I think it was the future. But the idea, basically, is that in the future... Uh, global warming becomes a problem that nobody can ignore any longer. And so the governments of the world sort of band together and they release this chemical into the, into the ap- upper atmosphere. And uh, in this ex- and the purpose being to reverse global warming. And, and it works fantastically well, too well, in fact, and that's the problem. Um, and so the Earth freezes solid. And uh, luckily, the, in, in this world... Uh, there was one one person who foresaw this that this would happen. He knew that the chemicals were going to have this disastrous effect, and so conveniently, he was also a genius inventor. And so he built a train that can go around the entire planet, and it, and it circles the planet once every year. Um, and you know, then this train is kind of like this arc that it kind of preserves humanity, and it's uh, it's kind of a perpetual motion machine. It can just go on forever. And uh, the structure of the train is such that the uh, cars at the back of the train um, ha- kind of house the lowest, you know, low, the poorest of the poor, the, you know, the low class citizens. And then the front of the train has the richest ones. So there's this class system that's, you know, in, sort of in order in the, for the length of the train. And the film starts out with one of the characters from the, you know, the tail section of the train deciding that they've had enough of this and they're going to go forward and they're going to go into the, the first class section and they're going to, you know, write this social inequality. Uh, and then it's about what happens when... <laughs> He starts That's moving forward through the yeah. So, um, uh, Justin, what do you think? So, I remember when you described this to me uh, in person when you'd seen the trailer was maybe a couple of months ago, or and based on your description, it sounded really goofy. I was like, what <laughs> is this? And f- first, it's like number one, this is really goofy. Number two, why is Steve interested in this at all? <laughs> it doesn't sound like your sort of thing. And uh, and so I watched it, and it was a little goofy, but I, I actually really liked it. Like. It was, um, I don't know. I mean, goofy is just, I guess, sort of the word I'm going for. And I don't think entirely on purpose. I think there were probably parts of it that were meant to be a little bit like that. But uh, I think a lot of it was just the preposterousness of a lot of it. And just, um, yeah, the whole setup. But 
I don't know. It was really entertaining. Uh, Laura and I watched it at home uh, through iTunes, and about three quarters of the way through the movie, she turns to me and says, "This is the dumbest movie I've seen in a long time." <laughs> 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 and I was like, "Well, I, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. I was like, I'm actually really entertained by this. Like, it is kind of dumb, but uh, I don't know. I thought it was it was fun to watch. I didn't really like." know where the plot was going the whole time uh and i don't know i thought it was it was neat uh so yeah i think overall i liked it just as long as you know what you're getting yourself into which is not like necessarily like super like fine cinema but yeah no it was fun i enjoyed it what do you think scott uh i i thought the same thing about the premise in fact i think i feel like maybe we're all three talking about the trailer at some point because we were trying to figure out like what movies do we want to see and we looked at the premise for this one and we're like oh it's a train (laughs) it goes around the world and somehow stays warm while the rest of the world is frozen and we're like yeah whatever um so it's interesting so i i kind of have three kind of main thoughts about this one is yes the setup is kind of insane and you know as you go through the movie like there's more evidence of kind of completely preposterous things that happen in terms of like physics and like all kinds of things <laughs> and just just the practicality of like how you know how all this would work you kind of have to know that going in and be okay with that um second thing is it is a fantastically well-made movie i think as far as like the filmmaking and the act like so chris evans and Til- how do you say name? Til- tilda swinton yeah they were phenomenal like i was really like they could have just done the entire movie just the two of them and i would have enjoyed it everybody else is like there's some actual uh, john hurt also is in it I left in contact and uh you know the, none of the acting is bad i would say but uh the two of them like i had no idea chris evans could be that good and she was phenomenal as well um so that that actually made the whole thing that that counteracted the sort of campiness of some of the other elements and there were some pretty great action moments um so i did i did ultimately i think it's a, it's a really well-made movie and I enjoyed it my only hesitation with recommending it is that it is pretty incredibly dark and like kind of i there's some of these movies I see where it's like you have a choice between the director has a choice between sort of mostly implied violence or mostly explicit violence. And I tend to not really enjoy the mostly explicit violence if it's not giving you new information. It's just there to be violent. And this is one of those cases, I think, particularly in the scene where they're going through the uh, tunnel. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it, it's OK a little bit if you're sort of accenting it to get like, hey, this is real. And then they move on. But it's kind of repeated for a while. And it, it, it wasn't it didn't ruin the movie for me, but um, it came close. So you have to know that it is it has an R rating for a reason. It's because it is really violent. But at the end of the movie, um, we're going to do spoilers, right? At the end? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So we'll talk spoilers. I have to have a list. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, ultimately, you know, may, maybe a, a few quibbles here and there as far as like, um, you know, the the extreme believability of some, of some cases. But like, I, I just, I thought it was, particularly it seems like it was a fairly low budget movie. I think it was a really well-made movie with some really fantastic acting. So I, I liked it a lot. Steve, what did you think? Um, yeah, so I was the one who, as you mentioned, originally brought this up. And I brought it up partially because I watched the trailer and I thought, wow, this looks like a really terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> but then it came out in Korea, like or in, South, in South Korea, um, I think last year. And so there were a bunch of reviews already out for it. And they were all just you know, super, super positive reviews. I thought, how how could the reviews be this good for this trailer? It looks so bad, you know. Um, so so I, probably just this curiosity, you know, and also just the dearth of good science fiction movies coming out at all. Um, and so so yeah, so I watched it, and it was a really bad movie. I really, <laughs> I really did not like Plot it. Twist. Wow. <laughs> 
it was exactly what I imagined from the trailer. Like, <laughs> I just, like, I mean, so there's some good things about it. Sure. So, Tilda Swinton, yeah. I mean, I love Tilda she Swinton great, in every yeah. movie she's in, and she was just over the top amazing here. I, I love the teeth, by the way. Yeah. I don't know why that was even in there. <laughs> I don't know why either. It never came back up. I don't know. No. Um, wow. But yeah, I, I love that she was there. Um, the acting in general was, was really good. Um, and, you know, the, is there anything else I liked about it besides besides that? What did you think of Chris Evans acting? Did you think that was good? I thought it was okay. I, really, I wasn't. Okay. I didn't wasn't like really blown away by it. Well, but. I guess in fairness, my expectation was he had done Captain America, which I hadn't seen, but I'd seen the tra- clips of, and I was like, oh, it's one of those kind of yeah, action. yeah, yeah. It seemed it's I, higher I, than like generic action, you know. Yeah, I didn't expect him to be able to act, and he did a decent job acting. Yeah. Um, so that was good. Uh, so yeah, acting was great. Um, I, I also liked like you know as as they explore different cars, all just those different worlds they create. Yeah, They're yeah. all so unique and visually just stunning. Yeah, uh, I really liked that a lot. I you know whenever they had, did that, I wish there was I wish there had been a little more time spent exploring that. Yeah, because I opened up a lot of questions. Yeah. Um, like for example, you know, there's one car that's full of like you know it's like the, the you know the the butcher's car. But like, wh- where are the cattle and the chickens? Yeah, there's like, a yeah. lot of those kind of like fridge logic questions. Where you're yeah. like, wait, where does some of this stuff happen, right? Where it's like they go through, you know, a bunch of the upper class cars. You see like the, you know, nightclub car and like the hair salon car, like the whatever car. I'm like, where's the bedroom car? Like, where does anyone <laughs> live? Like, where's the apartment car? Like, like I don't understand where all these people go when they go to sleep. Well, wasn't, like, I, like well, I, well, I guess we're maybe getting spoiler territory. But there was one car that was, they said were was beds and was empty. Remember they got that was like one of oh, the first yeah, cars. Yeah, I, I, yeah, we should discuss that because I, I was that's like way that. that's like way far back. Yeah. It's one of the first ones they yeah. get to. So yeah. probably, I was I assumed it was like a barracks for like the people. Maybe yeah 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 maybe the people that they found a few cars up waiting for them. They never really addressed that, so I want to talk about that. Yeah yeah okay. I don't, I don't know. Um, so I like some of those things, but I, I really did not like the extreme changes in tone. Mm. Uh, it felt very like Terry Gilliam-like, you know? Like, it reminded me a lot of, I don't know if you've seen uh, 12 Monkeys. Yeah. Um, you know, where like, like, like whenever, whenever Tilda Swinton's character came up, who, who I liked her, liked her, her acting, and I, I was, but it had that same like feels like whenever the scientists would come up in 12 Monkeys, oh, and it was yeah. just like total shift in char- you know, character from like really dark and realistic to just surreal and campy and, yeah. and weird and yeah. kind of funny. Yeah. Um, and the same thing happened again and again with other characters too. They're like there was the, the you know, for example, the the school car they went to. With yeah, the- I for the record, this might be minority opinion. I loved that scene. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> that was one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. Yeah. It was just like nails on chalkboard for me. It's <laughs> like, is yeah. this really happening? Is there a musical number going on in the middle of this <laughs> like was bloody hilarious. action film? <laughs> and in the theater, I was in, everybody was was totally laughing. They thought yeah. it was really funny. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, not, Steve was obviously not in that theater. <laughs> no, um, so I didn't like that. And also, it's just it was so I didn't like that. I also didn't like that it was generally it was more of an action film than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. It, was, it was like well, there's lots of lots of time spent with action, and then every other little like you know time they just kind of like stopped for air in between. It was devoted to exposition because there was so much ridiculousness to explain. Mm-hmm. So they just you know just by the way, this is exactly how video games work. <laughs> <laughs> you <Yes>. finish <laughs> the level, throw on some story. Yeah, yeah. cutscene. Yeah, <laughs> boss character. <laughs> Yeah, that explains it. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, and then, like, I, I just felt—I mean, while I didn't, I couldn't completely see where the plot was going all the time. You mm-hmm. know, you know, as, as you mentioned, I did feel like whenever the plot did move, especially towards the end, it mm-hmm. was just like, oh, TV trope, checking them off the list. Oh yeah. Like the ending was just like, oh, let's just pick five TV tropes, you know, off on the <laughs> shelf and blend. <laughs> there we go. We have an ending now to our to our movie. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I did not like it very much. All right. Um. 
But uh, yeah, I'm glad you guys did. <laughs> <laughs> I feel really bad for subjecting all of us to this. No, film. no, no. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so so you said you would recommend it, right? Uh, yeah, I would, but you know, I don't think I would pick it to win any awards. But I think it was entertaining, you know. I think it was. I, I don't regret watching it. So know? particularly for like, since it's available for rental, so it's like you don't have to pay the full movie price to see it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, no, yeah. I think it was. Uh, I don't know. It was fun and it was campy. But if you, it's kind of your thing, because some people are kind of into the campiness yeah. sort of thing, slam dunk. The other thing I would say is, I think the for me one of the major upsides of the movie was the thing you talked about, which was the kind of the visual contrast between the different cars. Because when I saw the trailers, I was worried it was going to be one note visually through the whole thing, which is going to be dark, dystopian. By the way, I also want to talk about, did you, I'm assuming you guys got all the same trailers before the movie, like dystopian movie after dystopian movie after dystopian movie coming out mm. soon. But well, watching it through at home, I oh, didn't okay. get any trailers. Right. Well, in the theater, yeah. Anyway, I just feel like oh, really? there's so many of them and they all feel the, feel the same. So I was, I was glad, I was concerned when I saw the trailer and just based on past experience with other movies like this, that it was just going to be dark green brown through the whole movie. And it's not surprisingly. Um, yeah. And I, I think that's, if you're into that, you know, like I am, you know, there's, I think that sort of is a pro taking the pro column, you know, cause there is a lot of kind of visual inventiveness. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's absolutely true. And I also love that whenever they like at a certain point, you know, there's when you know, there are windows that you can see yeah, out of the train. Cool. And like, yeah. I like, I like that a lot. And, I, I'm curious since you saw it in the theater. Like, how did the visual effects hold up on the on the big screen? I actually, so that was the other thing I was going to say. I I would I'm tempted to say if you think you're going to see the movie, I think it's better to see it in the theater because there's more. I felt more immersed than yeah. I expected to feel, and particularly in the scene like the tunnel scene with the fire and all yeah, that stuff. But like that was that, cool. It, it was more visceral reaction. Uh, there were a few moments where it felt kind of like I said, you know, it's probably a low budget movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he's figuring out how the food works, there's sort of a CG scene. Yeah. There, but it, there was maybe three of them, and it, they were kind of easy to forgive because the practical stuff was so well done. Um, so yeah, I mean, there was there were some frayed edges there, but not not enough to say. I, I for sure think theater is a better option. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, it's one of the rare ones that where we can you know listeners have compare. Yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah. You know, they, they can you know watch it either way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. So, do you have anything else non spoilery we want to cover? I think there there's, I think there's so. a healthy amount of spoiler things I want to. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. yeah. Same here. Um, all right. Well, so I guess overall we recommend it if you like uh, bad movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I was going to say, while watching this, I, I did enjoy watching the movie, but through a lot of it, it was like, man, I can't wait to see the riff tracks for this. This is going to be a gold mine, <laughs> like the Mystery Science Theater 3000 oh, yes, version. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. It'd be awesome. You know they're going to do it. So. <laughs> I'm just waiting. I don't think I've seen. So is that is that a podcast or what is it? I haven't. Um, uh, it's no, it's not a podcast. I mean, basically, you just you go to their website and you pick one of the movies and they sell you like this MP3. And you, oh, you listen to it while you're watching the movie. Yeah. So like the way that I've done it with friends is that like we'll hook it up to somebody's like speaker system. So the yeah. TV's playing the movie, yeah. but then like the speaker system's playing uh, their commentary. And they do this little thing at the beginning where it's like, okay, we're gonna count down three, two, one, and you hit pause. And then when you see like the Warner Brothers logo fade completely to black, mm. then press play, and it should be all synced up. Mm. And then every now and then they have a voice that will read a line of dialogue, and it's supposed to be perfectly synced with the dialogue in the movie, so you can tell like if you need to Got like it. pause for a second or whatever. Um, it actually works. It sounds really fiddly, but you just have to get it lined up the one time, and it works really well, and they're hilarious. It's awesome. <laughs> we, we, should, we should review one of these yeah. sometime. Review the, Maybe? Review yeah. the commentary. <laughs> <laughs> we should just watch one at least, yeah. yeah. Have you seen any? I've seen Mr. Science Theater like 2000 like, yeah. forever ago. Yeah, um, me too. Yeah. yeah, none of that. I haven't. It's the same guys. Okay. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. But, but oh. I, when I 
So, but this, these are these often with modern movies as well. Oh, yeah, totally. Because yeah. when I recall watching was like, uh, like something like about like, yeah, like and Santa and Martians or yeah. something weird like that. I think the trick with that is that when you're doing the show, they basically had to broadcast the movie at the same time they're broadcasting the commentary, which really limited their selection of movies because they basically had to be like crappy, like PSA stuff from the 50s or whatever. But since now they're just distributing their commentaries in MP3, you have to provide the copy of the movie. And now they can do whatever movie they want, which is an interesting sort of like loophole, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, I've seen the one for 300. I've seen the one for um, Transformers, the first Transformers movie. Um, I think I've seen the one for Star Wars, episode four. Uh, I don't know. They're all a riot. They're all really good. Hmm. Okay. Highly cool. recommended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Review the riff tracks of yeah. uh, Snowpiercer. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to about to head off to spoilers. So if you have not yet seen the film, and it seems like a film you want to see, uh, you can uh, you should go out and watch it, and we'll be here when you get back. Uh, if you have any feedback on the show, you can send that to feedback at lowerthorbit.fm. You can also find us on Twitter at lowerthshow. Uh, all the show notes also are copiously collected and put on our website at lowerthorbit.fm. And we have a YouTube page, which I'm told now has 21 subscribers. <laughs> so we can all drink. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But we... Uh, oh. Just keep going. <laughs> so many equipment failures. <laughs> uh, but we'd love to um, get to 30. So uh, would be please uh, subscribe. And... Uh, We'll come up with some sort of fancy thing that we're going to do. So I have unsuccessfully <laughs> tried to convince Justin to do something. So I don't, we'll, we'll come up with something pretty cool to do for 30. I don't know. Cool. All right. On to spoilers. All right. Now let's on to the spoilers. So where do we start? Uh, so uh, so I, have a, I have a question. Um and I guess this is a sort of a rhetorical question, but if all life is wiped off, wiped off the planet, how do you start with a complex organism like a polar bear <laughs> at the end? Was the mm. implication that the polar bears were chilling under the ground or something or I that like know. we re-evolved immediately back to polar bears? <laughs> Or that not everything was gone, but just enough to be a problem. Or well, I mean, I think I mean there, there was this recurring theme about like you know things that we thought were extinct aren't really extinct. Oh, you know, there were bullets yeah. and all this other, other stuff. You know, yeah. and so like maybe fish are still alive in yeah. the oceans. You know, um, and polar bears were just you know eating probably. Fish. Like, I mean, that, that's have. what happens in most extinction level events. Is that actually like there's tons of things that survive. They're just there's a lot of things that don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I was just thinking about like. I liked Wally's treatment of this better, which was something very like a more simple organism. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I feel like that's I, a- I expected that. Like you know, oh, you know, because the snow was melting, right? Like that, you know, like a little bit of snow, like a little bit of earth would have mm. been revealed, and some little, yeah, yeah. which would have yeah. been, I think, maybe better, a little bit of moss yeah. or something was. Yeah. It was like a CG polar bear. It's like, all right, yeah, I mean, that wasn't right. that wasn't horrible, but I just felt like it's your one chance to do something, yeah. you know, kind of. There's simple. just there's a million things that are just wrong with like the practicality of any of this at all. Like, why train? Yep, yeah. Like <laughs> of all the things, like I guess the guy just liked trains. Is that what we're supposed to believe? Is that like the guy? A, well, yeah, the little guy liked trains, but just like, like trains. I want to live on a train I, forever. It was but like, I, like, I mean, if, if if this is the only way you're going to survive the apocalypse, right? Yeah. Like, why why drive a train that spends quite a lot of its time, you know, creeping along like these extremely extremely like you know steep cliffs? Yeah. Like go to you know like seemingly miles mm-hmm. go down. In avalanche conditions, right? I mean, I mean, it has to plow through stuff. It's like, wouldn't it have been easier just to like, I don't know, stay indoors? Like, <laughs> what is it about the train that makes it so impervious to cold that you couldn't have gotten just by like? 
being inside a building. Like, yeah, I don't I, understand. I'd imagine like, the trailer, like, oh, maybe the, the dark side of the planet is yeah. so That's cold. what I thought it was. But yeah. then they showed the map, and like, well, this is clearly not the case. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, a year to get all the way around the yeah. planet. Like, if, if they went around the planet like, once every day, then they could basically stay like when maybe the warmest spot of the planet. Right. Like, oh, that makes, that makes some sense. But no, no that's not what they're right. doing. They have a whole car. Let's an aquarium car. Like, which was visually which seemed, great, which way. was cool. But you're like, how does that? <laughs> for, first, the sushi car. For, first of all, wow, that's a lot of water. Secondly, yeah. like, wouldn't that just flip over every time they took a turn? I mean, well, like, the, you see the way every time they turned, they, they were like, they were like feet <laughs> off the tracks. <laughs> this is not how trains like you know work. Like, you know, if they did it every single time they like went around a corner, like they yeah. would have been derailed in the first like, ten minutes. I, yeah. I have a more basic question. Does it seem like there in any version of reality there's even nearly enough space to house as many people? I guess that's what you were saying with the like where the beds and whatever. Like it seems yeah, like you need a train like twice as big or like a double decker train or yeah. like something. Because there's like all, like you say with the aquariums, it's like all right, cool. It's a whole car fish. basically. I know, it's, yeah. you know, people can be right. in there. Yeah, but I, mean, I feel like it's like. And even every single car that they go through, there's so much free space. Like even the aquarium, like that yeah. walk, hallway through the aquarium, well, it's really wide. They could, like, yeah. you know, like really, if you have were, these people ever been on the Amtrak train, you get about this much space. Exactly, like, and it's more like almost more analogous to like a submarine, where yeah. you have to pack crap all this stuff in for survival in this tiny space. There's no space yeah. wasted on a submarine. Yeah, and here there's these giant hallways. You can, like play you know? basketball in some of these places. Yeah, what are you guys doing? And like, also, what did the people in the back of the train do? Just chill. Guess just sit around. What does anybody on that train do? I mean, well, I mean it's, like, like, it's like a. Pri- I mean, it's like a. What do people in a prison do? Right. It's basically. I feel like the there same. must be jobs to do. Like I don't know. Like you know, there's there's this. You know, like clearly they're raising animals. Like why aren't they like you know tending to the sheep or tending I, to the sheep? <laughs> I miss <laughs> so like, cleaning the, the grass. There's lots of stuff to do. I mean, you're gonna have a whole aquarium car. Someone's gonna like clean out the filters. Yeah, or exactly. or, like, like there's got to be somebody who like I don't know. Yeah, like you know. Carves up all the meat in like the meat car. I mean, the first class passengers are not doing that. Yeah, they're clearly not doing any of that stuff. Yeah, there is. I mean, they had the guy that was apparently from the back of the train that was kind of in the middle of the train who was like making the food. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, one all guy. by himself. All by himself. Yeah, and he yeah. gave us a little loopy. You know. Yeah. By the way, the, the one thing I do want to say in the plus column. Are, are you still talking about the impossibility? Because yeah, I feel like we could go for a while. We could go for <laughs> literally all day. Literally all day. So in the plus column, that it, but it is a spoiler. I thought two moments I thought were really cool filmmaking wise. One was. When he like noticed that because of the one thing she said that the guns didn't have bullets. Yeah. That I thought was it was a really cool. cool moment. Yeah. And the other one was I thought the whole match scene was actually pretty cool. How like j- just the way it played out where he was like they're basically toast, you know, because they're in the tunnel, mm. total blackness. And they're like, we're screwed. And then he has they have this like montage kind of moment where yeah. they're saying the match. Right, right. Of course. Now, granted, maybe you should have maybe that wasn't a great revelation. Maybe somebody <laughs> could have thought about that. Sure. Time. But still, the artistry of the scene, I thought was really yeah. cool. It was like this relay you know from the back they're running the torch basically yeah, it was a nice little you know, artistic cool. kind of license moment but yeah um but yeah, yeah. The, the, I'll, 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 oh go ahead i was just gonna say the other so, so the, my favorite moments in the movie were when somebody had like a realization the thing you've talked about in the past where like agatha christie lays it out for you and you need to notice mm-hmm. and yeah. then sort of played out you know figure it out for yourself mm-hmm. the the gun thing was one of those and there were it, it was a little bit more of a stretch but some of the things that i can't pronounce his name but the security expert guy um the things where he noticed like uh, mm. the, the snowflake was right. not like death snowflake you know it was right. like about to melt snowflake yeah. and um, there was something else he said him. you noticed the airplane and he, yes. every time yeah. that every, you could have known that once yeah. a year yeah. when you drive past the airplane you can see more of the airplane each time which tells yeah. him the snow's melting I thought he was going to say that he thought there were people living in the airplane which I think would have yes. been much more interesting I thought that too I thought that too yeah, yeah like they were like building the airplane right. or something yeah. like that yeah um, but those kind of moments are I, I thought that was interesting it, it kind of 
I mean, nothing was as good as that first moment with the gun because yeah. that's like an interesting insight. You're like in his head. Yeah. Um, but sorry, what were you going to say? Um, Derail it. Literally. I totally. <laughs> oh, lost it now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, actually, so go back to the you know that earlier scene, you know, with the, all the X the X Men stuff. Like, did it ever not strike you as strange that throughout the whole movement through the train? Like they never like went on uh, red alert or like it, it, it never really summoned odd. anyone f- from the front to come back. Yeah, you know it was like they they just like you know they could just keep well, wandering through the no, train. Well, they could just like stop and have sushi for a while. And... Yeah, it was strange. It seemed like they had there's a couple spots where they're just like, eh, we're not gonna really take our time. Well, there's and, after, and, and after they stop the, and they, they 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 go to bed. And they I, that's what I was gonna say. After the battle <laughs> of the Axemen, they all go to sleep. It's like. Are you not worried that anyone's going to show up? This is one of those things where it's like one and done. You have to do the whole thing kind of in one yeah. sitting. Or you're toast, right? Like, yeah, it was. I don't know. It was so that was weird. It was a little weird. Although, so um, they did well. I, they kind of halfway explain this at the end, though, yeah. right? Which is yeah, yeah. it's the the common villain. I, I looked up the TV tropes on TVTropes.com for the for the ending to figure out what the trope name. Yeah, for this but is. that one was uh, that was it's the unwitting pawn trope. Oh, that, oh you, this is all part of my plan. But did yeah. you did you see that coming though? There was actually so there's an interesting foreshadowing moment in the sushi scene where Tilda Swinton's character basically says that you can only get sushi twice a year. And it was because of the delicate balance of the like mm, closed yeah. ecology of the aquarium. Yeah, th- there were some other hints too, because there was like, oh, you know, precisely seventy four percent of you will die now, yeah. and that later on, you know, camp again as that's the, that's the number be, that they need to get rid of to right. rebalance. So, yeah, yeah I, they did they did foreshadow that at least. Yeah. Well, there was a the guy with his clicker who was going through yeah. like every time mm, one yeah. of the axemen would get somebody. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, there's two, two other two other tropes. I, okay, uh, that's uh, right. In the in the ending, there's the we can rule together trope. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because yeah. you can be on my side, and we can train together. But my favorite one, which I did not know this name of this trope beforehand, but it is—I I love it. It is the no, Mister Bond. I expect you to dine. Trope. Expect you to dine. <laughs> <laughs> in which the, the villain, <laughs> and villain, invites the hero to have dinner with him. No. At, you know, after he finally, they finally meet. Nice. Um, awesome. Yeah. I have another question. What did you guys think about the clairvoyant daughter? I was really disappointed by that. It was uh, underutilized. I don't know. It could have been cool. I thought it was a neat detail when it was first introduced, and it didn't actually get used to effect. I think. I mean, I don't know. I was I so disappointed. Know. I feel like it was. It was maybe like, you know, it was. It was trying to be science fiction, right? It was global warming, and you know, all this. They had yeah. explanations for all this stuff, and yes, it was way over the line in terms yeah. of believability. But at least they tried to like have some basis in science. And there's like, oh, clairvoyance. Yeah. And that was it. I don't know. I think that added an interesting twist to the story, though, because like, like there was more tension if if you had some sort of idea that like she was nervous about what was going to happen and that set it up differently. Like I feel like the the act scene, where she says not, don't open it. Yeah, I felt. Yeah, like, I think it worked there, and like m- maybe if they had one thing set it up a little bit sooner, so it didn't come up halfway through the film. But again, if they they kind of leveraged it through the entire film, it'd be okay. But I feel like it just was this one little blip. Mm. She wasn't clairvoyant about things that would have been really important, like yeah. the guy who starts shooting at them through the bend in the train where they're in the swimming pool car. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't know that's going to happen. Well, although it, and, to me, it seemed like it, it seemed like it was something she didn't know was a special thing, and it was something that she had to sort of somebody had to say, "Please do this now." Mm. So it wasn't as much ambient as much yeah. as it is whatever she's focusing yeah, on. It, it feels like, like she some, didn't even know she was clairvoyant until that moment. Well, I think she she didn't, she didn't know what the word was. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, it, it feels like something that was probably like more prominently featured in the comic and they couldn't really find a great way to get that it. That is interesting. Yeah. 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 yeah we should look into that. I did think, for the record, a lot of times, in my experience, the way these movies cannot do so well is if the bad guy is not, doesn't feel like a bad guy. Mm. And Ed Harris's character, I don't know, but like um, Tilda Swinton, that's how you say Amory again, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. She was convincing as sort of like 
I don't I don't know what the word is for her type of character, but it's like she's convinced that she's like in the right, even mm-hmm. though she's kind of creepy. And the other dude, the hitman or whatever he was that was chasing yeah. them, that was that was seriously well done. I mean, that was the guy who you believe is going to take these people out as yeah. opposed to, whoops, we forgot that somebody was in the train and like, <laughs> please don't shoot me. You know, like when somebody does that well and they they sell that idea like I am going to get you mm-hmm. and it, it yeah. like adds to the creepiness level. He like, kind of felt unstoppable like exactly. in the scenes he was yeah. in. Yeah. Especially when he's like shooting through the car, like around yeah. the bend. Yeah. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. By the way, I, I love the the girl with the measuring tape. And how she like measured everything. Yeah. Like, even like the, the bo- there's the bomb on the door. She just takes a moment to first oh. measure the bomb <laughs> and then remove the bomb. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. So did so with with the trope stuff though, I'm curious, is it that like were you were you bothered by that because you saw where it was going? Or are you just I just, I just felt like the end there was no way to end the film, so they just grabbed some We're out of train. <laughs> yeah, they're like, Well, I guess we'll just cobble together some some tropes and end it that way, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, but did you find the movie as a whole predictable or not? Because I didn't, and you said you I didn't either. No, I, I, as a, as a whole, it, the ending felt cliched, but as a whole, it didn't feel that predictable. Because mm-hmm. um, it was just also crazy that I, I mean, I, would, I didn't predict they were going to go find a you know a school car where with the oh, like insane <laughs> musical number and, and, the, and like, the eggs, yeah, and the eggs. And, Man, the eggs was something. So that's another thing where it was like. Was everybody just like not thinking this 100% through? Like this guy comes through this huge cart of eggs. Yeah. Everyone's like, I thought we didn't have eggs anymore. Like, oh, da, 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 da. I've got this huge cart full of stuff. You can't see. I'm just going to walk right past you back to where you came from. It's like no one wanted to like frisk him or anything. Like, hold on. <laughs> We're not going to let you keep going. Like, like none of the none of the protagonists like thought it was weird that this guy was going to come through. That oh. Like this huge yeah. like thing of eggs. Yeah. Which turns out to be where they keep the guns. These yes. ones that actually have bullets. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it just seems really odd. Where it was like, yeah, why did you let him go? Like, why I kind of you... chalked that up to the the campiness, I guess. A I guess, bit. or maybe they were felt so out of their element they didn't really know what was going. on. Yeah, there was on. a lot of yeah. 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 There, there were moments where it kind of actually felt a little bit like Fifth Element to me, where it was like, yeah, you know, normal, normal, normal. There's something really crazy happened, or right. something really crazy <laughs> happens. Just sort of give up on normalcy for a minute, and mm-hmm. then we'll go back down to normal. Yeah, um, maybe. I don't yeah. know. That's that's maybe that's how I that's how it landed with me. I don't know if yeah. I was supposed to think of it that way, but. You know what I'm saying? Like Fifth Element kind of does that too, where it's like it's an action movie, but yeah. like all of a sudden there's like this DJ who just doesn't make sense in any respect whatsoever. <laughs> and you're Ruby like, Ruby Rod? Yes. Oh, <laughs> best. Did you, do you, have you seen it? I've, I've seen parts of it. Oh, I don't think you, time. Oh, I think you'd love it. What? No, I, no, I you would think it was great. I Are you serious? It. No. Can we bet on this? I don't know what the stakes would be. Yeah, what would we what would we wager? We we uh, so you could do the thing that we did, which is that you choose a movie that you oh. want me to see, I choose a movie that I want you to see, and whoever gets Steve's <laughs> guess right, also we have to convince him to see it. That's true. Okay. We'll work something out. I'll take out. that bet. We'll figure something out. <laughs> we'll, we'll let you know next time yeah. what happens. But I'm I'm pretty sure he would hate it. Okay. But I think you'd enjoy it. Okay. We'll find out. Tomatoes. Interesting. Yeah. I'm also really curious. We should talk about it that whenever we revisit this. I'm curious okay. what you think specifically he would like. Uh, or actually, well, yeah. here's a key question. How do you feel about campiness in general? Um, it can work sometimes. How do you feel about French movies? <laughs> this was a French well, I like this French graphic novel. French movies? Yeah. Um, one of my favorite movies is French. Which one? Amélie. See, I think it's, I think it's in the it's in the positive column. It That's is, a pro. It is positive he, column. Yes. Okay. All right. But that is French, or that is it's got a French well, sensibility too. It's, well, it's, it's directed by a yeah. uh, French guy. There's some uh, thematic similarities too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. I've, I've heard it, I've heard it described as a French movie that happens to be in English is the Fifth Element. Yes. Yeah. 
It does have actually so one major plus column, regardless of what you think of the entire movie, is that Gary Oldman is in it. True. And as in every movie he's in, he is a completely different person than any other movie he's ever yeah. been in. So it's shocking. The guy's it, it really is, yeah. yeah. Uh all right. All right. Uh, Challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Tune in next week for our <laughs> thrilling review of Fifth Element. Oh. <laughs> uh, that's not a bad idea, actually. <laughs> we did have so we we had talked about wait, wait, don't judge me. Wait, wait, don't what? judge me. Do you remember having that conversation? Ooh. How much alcohol was involved in this conversation? <laughs> Are we gonna air this part of the show? <laughs> we talked about we we had like talked about like, oh, like a like a guilty yeah, pleasure movie yeah. and you have to like justify like why you thought it was yeah, good. Yeah. It's interesting. Well now that I've heard the idea again, I still think it's great. <laughs> Hmm. We'll see how I go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do we have anything else about the snow for yourself? Oh, I have one last one last okay. question for you guys. So yeah. the again back to the axe scene. The the very beginning of the axe scene, there's the fish. Yeah, what was up with that? What was up? Did you guys get that? I, didn't I mean, get that. they're pointing out that they're axes that are sharp. I mean, I, it was. I felt yeah. like there was some, that was my first impression. We're like, let me demonstrate how sharp this axe. Is. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was gonna like, like just like barely touch it, and like the head would. Yeah, cut I thought off all the stuff was gonna fall out. Yeah, yeah, you know. But then it seemed like it was more like ritualistic, where it was like, you know, they're like gonna get the axes bloody before they oh, really maybe. get them bloody. I don't maybe, know. Maybe it makes more sense if you had like maybe it's like there's some bit of Korean culture, you know, buried in there, or, or uh, it's French oh, or something. I don't know. I have no clue. I have no <laughs> Some idea. other Europe, something. <laughs> We've got a lot of things going on here. Well, I guess, I mean, to me, the, the most prominent, like before he used the axe, I was like, oh, there's fish. Like I didn't realize that they well, had. Because we hadn't seen the aquarium. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I was like, oh, does that mean. Where do you get that? Like they're gonna, well, I thought at first, since they were, they were basically lined up and they weren't attacking mm. each other, I was like, are they going to like offer them food in return for yeah backing off or something yeah they looked pretty sinister but a couple like it took so long before the fight started i was like are they gonna are they gonna team up like what's happening yeah, i don't like, know I, I i thought it had something to, maybe it's, i don't know yeah. i mean i thought i thought the live fish yeah had some significance there yeah. but maybe not i don't know the whole the whole there's a there's a sequence where the camera like follows um what's his face main character guy chris evan yeah uh i'm yeah curtis curtis uh through that fight where he's got the axe and that kind of vaguely dark reminded tower. me of old boy, <laughs> not the dark tower <laughs> that doesn't count as a reference <laughs> no it's old like invoking boy. the rule <laughs> yeah so that's the movie is another korean movie not by the same people but uh it's got a, a this like well-known scene in it where the protagonist like has a fight in a hallway which is kind of trainish what, what was it called old boy oh uh yeah Yes, I thought we were talking yeah. about this before on the I show. I don't know if we did it on the show or just like afterwards after, or something, yeah. but yeah. But there's a fa- there's a I don't know if famous is the right word, but there's a well known scene in that movie where the main character fights off like thirty bad guys yeah. in a hallway with a hammer, and so something something about that scene in Snowpiercer kind of reminded me of that particular scene in Old Boy. I don't know something about like the close quarters of it all and like the you know the melee weapons and stuff. It seemed totally like unbalanced odds with like yes. 50 people with axes and yeah. like 10 people with sticks. <laughs> yeah, so basically. Six people win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, I don't know. It was cool. Uh, what do you guys think about the kids sort of reveal at the end? Like why they took the kids? That did not make it. Okay, so I have a major. So maybe the the least, like the biggest plot hole, maybe in the whole movie for me personally, yeah. was like, okay, so they lift up the, the board mm-hmm. and they see which, I forget which one of the kids is down Blinky. there. 
And it's like, oh, he's down there doing stuff. Yeah. And he, for some reason, I mean, there's so many options here. One is we could say, hey, whatever your name is, do you want to come out? Right. Is another is one option. Another option is, okay, there's machinery or whatever that's preventing him from coming up somehow. Yeah. Okay. There's like five pieces of furniture, yeah. a table. There's like the room is filled with random with stuff, stuff and there's drawers. You right. put anything down there and it's right. going to stop it. For some reason, he's like, well, I've got an arm. Well, that's not some, some reason. There's this whole backstory about why he does have sort of a guilt about his arm. I know, but there's no, there's there are a thousand things in that room that would have been more appropriate yeah. for that scenario. I, I agree. Yeah, but I don't. I think like in reality, I think people do make bad decisions like that based on like weird backstory stuff. Yeah. Okay. At long last, I can be a hero by sacrificing one of my limbs. Like yeah. he's basically looking for an excuse to get rid of yeah. his arm. Yeah. Well, okay. If that if that's the reason, yeah. then fair enough. But I thought what they were trying to sell it as, oh, he has no choice. He's got to do it now, yeah. and this is hard for him. But I'm like, well. There's like guns and like yeah. entire chairs. All you kinds can put down. of things. Plus, plus, the kid is like he like doesn't acknowledge. I mean, it's just the weirdest scene because he's just yeah. like, "Hello, hi, I like I'm trying to free you." And and like, plus, what is the other kid doing in the engine? I don't know. He, he's like, 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 oh, like, I'm in the drawer. Let <laughs> me crawl out of the drawer I was in. He wasn't like even locked away. He was just yeah. like, oh, something's wrong with the engine. So I guess I'm going to come out of my closet yeah. or whatever and just do this thing that somehow I need to do. And I got I the know. idea that they were like hypnotized in some way. But what or... was he even doing? Like the, the train. So he like stopped. He, literally the sequence of events <laughs> is he puts his arm in the engine block or whatever it is. Which stops whatever it <laughs> Stops whatever is. it is. Timmy is still moving around black stuff for some reason. The kid literally, no joke, comes out of a cupboard. Or something. Yeah. It's not even like a, a jail cell. He's yeah. literally just uncovered. He rolls out. He's like, right, I guess this is my job. And he goes in. For some reason, the, t- the train comes apart. He goes to sit in this chair in the engine. And then, and then it goes back. back and in. then we never hear from Timmy again. I like, don't know. I, I don't even know what he was supposed to be doing. It was yeah. like making the train more, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think they could have cut all the kid stuff out of the film. It would have been stronger. But was, do you guys actually know what was going on there? No, I, I think I think I think just the idea was that I think it was supposed to. I think there were probably two reasons. I think one is that it was supposed to highlight sort of like the incredible levels of like inhumane treatment. Like they were literally yeah. wearing these kids out as parts in a machine. Yeah. Like literally. Yeah. And then secondly, I think it was sort of the thing that broke. Uh, main character guy Curtis, Curtis, Curtis broke him out of sort of his spell where he was sort of like oh considering you, you could almost maybe think that he was thinking about taking the guy up on his offer yeah, to sort of yeah. be the new leader of the train and yeah. then the clairvoyant girl runs in and reveals to him the kid yeah. in the machine and that's sort of like the yeah. like slap that sort of sure. gets him out of it so absolutely yeah and all that would be fine yeah. like but you could accomplish all that without the second kid the second kid the second kid is really strange the I second like kid is cut like, something yeah. that, that would have explained more and like it just it was a deleted scene yeah. or something but it's just like yeah. i mean n- none of that even made like the minimum amount no. of sense for like a theatrical release of a movie yeah like it just i don't, I don't know. know unless there's some symbolism i completely missed there okay i don't know <laughs> we got nothing <laughs> um Anyway, so I, I did hear that the I'm curious to go back and check out the graphic novel now. Mm. But I, I think the impression I got is that the first graphic novel was very, very highly reviewed and very mm. highly thought of. But this, the second one was not as as well thought of. I don't know what happened with the third one, but it's it's so long ago, you know, that it only just like in the, like it only this just year recently yeah. had an English yeah. translation. It had only been yeah. in French for forever. Yeah. I wonder how like how does that work? I mean, like. What's the sequence of events that leads up to that? Where it's like at basically the same time, some somebody happens to pick up a copy of the French version and oh, is like, "We should make a movie out of this and translate it to English." Like it just well, how does it go undiscovered for so long? Wait, I mean, how does it like not get translated to English for so long, or how uh, how does it get made into a movie? Both, but mostly the translating into English. Like if it's good well, enough I to be made into I feel a like movie, it was translated you feel in like, English because they're making a movie out of it. Yeah, like there was this right. guy, he was like. 
he read this novel and fell in love with it yeah. and made him, made him make a movie about it. They were like, oh, book tie-in. Yeah. <laughs> cha-ching, cha-ching. But it seems, it seems odd that the book tie-in didn't happen earlier because, I don't know, it just seems like that sort of stuff. It seems way easier to translate the book than it is to make a whole movie. It could be t- maybe they timed it deliberately to maybe. go sign with the film. But 30 years? For 30 years, nobody in the English-speaking world thought it was worth their time to find this book? It or? is an interesting question, yeah. Although, so for whatever it's worth, I went to the, the comic store that's near us mm-hmm. and uh, totally sold out, back-ordered even. Like, they don't because know. of the movie, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's interesting that, like, I mean, they, they presumably translated it with the intention of selling quite a number of them, and they were still yeah. back-ordered. So, hmm. Titan Comics, I'd never heard of them. So apparently there's some indie something or other. This might be their first big thing. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Wow. What a, what a debut. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah. yeah. All right. Oof. So we'll... Look forward to review of Fifth Element. <laughs> we'll have to come up with I don't know what it's going to be. We got to come up with something kind of fun that we can wager on. Okay. Yeah, we'll think of something good. Okay. All right. Stay tuned. <laughs> Steve, Steve has not actually technically said if he wants to see the movie yet. <laughs> That's right. We haven't even gotten to it. It's like we're betting, we're betting on a horse who hasn't decided if he's going to race yet. Could or we not. review the Fifth Element? That'd be kind of crazy. We could. Retro review? I mean, I've talked know. about doing that before. I have a suspicion that most of our listeners have probably already seen it, but maybe not. I mean, you haven't seen it, so I bet there's probably people out there. I think there's a lot because of when it came out. I think it's possible. It's it's pretty old, right? Yeah, it was like 95. Really? Is it that old? I think so. We'll we'll check it out. Okay. Hmm. Anyway. Nearly 20 years old? I think it's right. Yeah. That doesn't seem right. Okay. I don't think it's that old. Jurassic Park's that old. You think it came out around the same as Jurassic Park? I think so. Yeah. Maybe a few years later, but okay, we'll check it out. All right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> stay tuned or don't actually right now yeah check in that no, go, home. Go, home <laughs> go home now, yes. now. <laughs> you're probably already home <laughs> go make a sandwich so yeah bye are you could you just for one sec sit where you think you're going to be sitting when you're talking to Justin so, so I'm like looking this way I talk to Justin like this <laughs> do we do this? <laughs> is this the show? <laughs> is this what people tune in for? I just want to make sure I'm not cutting off anybody's head. Again, not, not, not a sentence that comes out in a lot of podcasts. But this one is actually... Somebody else said that on a podcast recently. It was Casey Liss on the Excellent Tech Podcast. He said something earlier, like, is this the show? Is this, is this what people tune in for? I think it's come up a few times on, on ATV. Mm. So we know that Bong Joon-ho, is that sound right? Yeah. Do you know that he's a, a well-known Korean director? I don't, but I know that he's okay. directed another movie that I've seen. <laughs> oh, that's right. He, he was the, what, the host or the something? Host. Yeah. Did you want to do a- he's, he's also written the screenplay, Seven Reasons Why Beer is Better Than a Lover. 1996. <laughs> wow. This is the direction? Yes. <laughs> I wonder if that's a literal translation. <laughs> that's true. It loses some of the subtle <laughs> translation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't really tell from the Wikipedia entry whether he's actually a famous director or merely just a Korean director. So I'll, I, won't, I won't say famous. I'll just noted. You could say noted <laughs> Korean director. Noted by who? Us. <laughs> Low Earth Orbit. <laughs> oh. Did you ever see Sneakers, by the way? Mm-hmm. Did you like it? Yeah. It, it seemed to me something Steve would like, but I don't know if I... I think you told me I should I should uh, watch it. I yeah, could. you should. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of entertaining for its like 
retro San Francisco. I'm sure it is in San Francisco, isn't it? Yeah. No. Noted Korean <laughs> director. <laughs> noted. We have just noted. <laughs> he has been noted. Mitch. Consider yourself noted. I guess, I guess if you're notable, it just means that you could be noted. You exactly. have to even have ever been noted. The, it's right. the, the minimal bar. <laughs> I'm very notable. No one has noted me yet, but I'm notable. My mom tells me. <laughs> Expect you to dine. <laughs> <laughs> Which the, the villain? <laughs>